good evening happy sunday everyone hope everyone is well uh please like and subscribe so um just to let you know um the conversation with jermaine brown we will literally be doing it uh in the next couple of weeks um the only thing i have to say is my thoughts and prayers are kind of going out to uh jb uh, to his family and close friends uh, so, and george lister has has kindly put 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 all of his vip meetings down and and he's kind of uh come in at the last minute so george lister thank you so much for coming on how how are you doing i'm good i'm good i'm honored to come on as the sub for for jb and yeah i've I heard the I heard the reasons why and yeah totally understandable i hope i just wish them strength that's what can you do there's no words you can you can really say in situations like that but right thank you so much for coming on and yeah you know um just to let people know like you are literally in portugal as we speak turkey now turkey back in turkey yeah international jet setter yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll fly anywhere for a game of football, basically. <laughs> so, um, begin. Um, sorry. So, be, before we start the show, I just want to kind of quickly go over the results from from yesterday. Uh, let's start with Division One. Uh, that is London South Masters Three, Long Lane Four, Metro Gas One, Glebe One, Sport in. Uh, Santos one, Independent one, Chalco Vets six, Johnson and Phillips two, and this is how the table looks right now. Long Lane first, LSU second, Chalco third, Leonie Stars fourth, Deep fifth, Independent six, New Pack seventh, Santos eighth, Metro Gas ninth, and Johnson and Phillips tenth. And let's go to Division two, Bow Street Runners and the Legends. Abandoned, I believe. AA means mean, means abandoned. I'm not too sure why. Yeah. Um, hopefully someone can fill me in. Uh, Catford 2, Seagas 2, Cray 0, Kuya 6, um, Wallingham 2, 3, Norwood Lakers 2. And this is how the table is looking as we speak. Catford 1st, Seagas 2nd, Kuya 3rd, Wallingham 4th, Hollington 5th. Bow Street running six, Parkwood seventh, Nord Lakers eighth, uh, Legends ninth, and Cray tenth. Um, and again, just to kind of fill everyone in, and, and uh, of course yourself, George, because literally I know that you are you are literally an avid avid listener, and you know you are chomping at the bit to 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 actually be part of the master scene. Um, so Catford two two draw against a very organised Seagas team. They they took the lead, um, a bit of a goal, not even a bit of a goalkeeper's error. It was a goalkeeper error. Um, the ball was going out, the ball was going out of play. The like keeper stopped the ball from like going out of play. It bounced off his his like palm, went like back, you know, into play, edge of the six yard box, and it was a and it was a free hit. And then we like um, equalized. Um, it was a great, great left foot finish by. Um, by uh Knotts, um center mid who who like probably got mad at a match if I kind of look at the whole whole grand grand scheme of things. And then we and then we got a penalty still in the first half, scored, 
by like Justin, and then and then they scored about five minutes after that. Um, so it was two uh, two at halftime. Second half, it was you know it was um, all like Catford, but to be fair to the Seagas, they just uh, you know they just stood strong, very 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 solid. Um, they like know their strengths and they kind of cover up their, their weaknesses very very well. Um, uh, another unbeaten side as well in the league, and I think they're going to be causing a lot of teams problems. Okay. Uh, you, need, and you really need to get the surnames. I you know. Need to be you need to be dropping those names because I'm sure there's a lot of scouts from the opposition wanting to know who these players are that are the impact players. So you need to be dropping the surnames for their True. own credit and maybe even their shirt numbers. Like, make them all oh, marked. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't give me too much work already. Come on, come on. But you know what? You are, you are absolutely right. And you know what? Big, big shout out to like, you, George. Because every single time I um, drop a video or drop a story, you are... You are literally in my DMs or WhatsApp me saying to Breeze. I, I relax, love it. Like I'm, like I'm some stalker. I'm not in your DMs. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> no, no, big, big, nah. big chat No, nah, I love what you're doing. Everyone says the same thing. So it's it's got to be something to be supported. Uh, literally just yesterday, I had someone, a legend, like a Clapham Common legend, a guy called Matty Harrison. And uh, it dropped me a couple of audios. They're still kicking ball. They're playing an overvets league in Crystal Palace. Still playing on the common um, with some legendary old old names still kicking kicking ball for the love of it and people like you creating platforms like this elevating that is just making more people want to come back to the game and there's a lot there's a lot of people that are inactive and if they do come across this it will be the same thing that that did it to me you know you're busy with your life you're happy and then suddenly you're like whoa. How's all these guys still having fun kicking ball and getting exposure and videos on Instagram? And I know that guy. And oh wow, now so semi pros and pros are getting involved. You know, you it just it just changes everything. So it creates different motivations and different people, and might sort of respark, rekindle that sort of love for the game. And you know the health benefits of that. You're a big advocate of mental health, so the physical activity of getting back into the game and all of the things around that, being around these other people it's it's created because you guys are elevating the channel there you go there's my little trumpet blow for, for <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you thank you so much so um i have uh, a player that plays for lsu masters and uh, waiting in the wings uh hey. chris the wizard hubbard let me hey uh, let me get him in chrissy hi uh, how you doing sir i'm good i'm good how are you guys all right all good. All good. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Because uh, I'm using yeah. my phone. Everything is loud and clear. Honestly, like you are, like you are, you are looking very, you know, pristine. In you know, I think you're all in black, right? Oh, just I've just had a top on in it, so <laughs> trying to blend in. I'm trying to blend in. Trying to blend in in the bedroom, minute. So. Some of us were out here trying to fix the hair, and <laughs> Mate, I wish. Well, I wish I had hair to fix. So, so <laughs> real wire, so. Oh dear. So, um, could you briefly talk about the game um, LSU versus Long Lane? Um, yeah. Um, it's very, very. It's a very good game. Um, obviously to be involved in, as as you know, loads of goals. Um, and um, I just want to start off with, in a way, listen. 
can't blame the ref, not the ref's fault, but I really feel we need to do something about this refereeing kind of stuff because even before we were meant to start at 2.30 and the game didn't start till about, I'd say about 3 o'clock because the ref was just doing all sorts of extra things before we even started the game. Um, I don't know, just coming over talking to our, like the managers for long, then he didn't want to start the game without uh, linesmen. He was like, no, I'm not having linesmen. So we're like, what? What are you talking about? You have to have linesmen. He's like, no, I don't need them. So that was all that kerfuffle. So obviously that set us all back, what, half an hour before we even started the game? So, you know, mentally, you're kind of ready to start and then he's doing that. Um, yeah, like, I, can't, I won't take nothing away from Long Lane. Listen, um, they came with a game plan. Um, and listen, it worked to, to a certain point. Um, they scored quite early on with a free kick. Um, then it kind of was like all lost for a bit. Then they broke again. Um, they had a guy up top, very good, actually, quite physical. Um, I'll be honest, caused us a bit of problems, and a lot of problems in the first half. He scored, I think he scored a hat-trick. Uh, caused quite a lot of problems for us. Um, from what I can gather up, Listen, their game plan was soak up all the pressure, get it to him, and just let him do the business. Um, that's kind of what happened. They soaked up our pressure, got the ball to him quite quick. He then went on to score again. I think I made it 2-0. Um, and if I'm correct, again, it was kind of all us again. Then it went through again. He then, I think he made it 3-0. If I'm, if I'm if I can remember, then we... Continues to have a lot of a lot of possession of the ball. There we broke. Uh, Ash Carew's obviously got through. Very very good finish. Passed it into the corner or the goal. Very good finish. Then we I think we go in at halftime three one down. We regrouped. Had a conversation. Then second half. I'll be honest. It was all us. All us for forty five minutes. Absolutely peppering their goal. Um, we pulled it back to 3-2 with a penalty, which was calmly slotted. Then I feel, personally, we had a goal disallowed, what was very, very legit. Uh, I took the corner, I've crossed it in. Our striker, Gibbo, the guy's very good in the air. He's rose very early. Everyone knows in football, you rise early, you're going to be on top of the player. There's no intention of being on top of the player. He's just rose very early. Obviously, the guy's not really jumped. He's on top of him. He's headed it towards the goal. Keepers parried it. Bazzers finished it. That would have made it 3-3. But the, what the fuck? And this is another thing about the refereeing. The ref looked at it. He's paused. He blew his whistle. I don't know if, if there's any referees on here. Please comment and tell me if I'm wrong. He blew. Paused blue. He then turned to the centre circle. Pointed at the centre circle. In my eyes, that not 10 us a goal. Yeah. Is that is that is that to to you guys? Is that if he if he blows his whistle and then points to the centre circle, is that not saying it's a goal? That's a goal, isn't it, George? So that's what he did. So he's he's waited. He blew, pointed to the centre circle. Then their liner was flagging. He then waited, waited. We've obviously celebrated because we feel that like we pulled it back to three three. He then turns around and says it's a free kick in the box. And then he turned around and said, oh, no, I've, I've, I've given a free kick. Well, like, why would you point to the centre circle? 
he said, oh, if I gave the goal, I would have then walked. But he then walked, sort of like he turned, walked, turned around and then said, oh, wait a minute, let me go back over here. So instead of him just going with his decision, I don't. I, I was celebrating. I weren't really noticing because obviously we just come back and pulled it back to three-three. So I'm celebrating, and when I look around, he's putting the ball down for a free kick. So that was a bit of confusion for us. But listen, there might be people thinking it's different. For me, it was a perfectly good goal. Our players rose above their defender first, headed the ball, keepers parried it, we scored three-three. No, still stays at three-two. Again, we're we're on top. We're on top. We're on top. Creating chances. Um, again, Gibbo's made a run. He's cut it back to me. I've controlled it and I've just toe poked it into the bottom corner. That made it 3-3. As the game's going on, the game's going on. We're probing again, probing again. One little mislay pass. And listen, it, it for me, it wasn't even a pass to their striker. He, they've just kicked it. He's literally just run through last minute of the game, run through and scored, made it 4-3. But Listen, like I said, I, I take my hat off to them. They came with a game plan. They literally came. They didn't come to play. They come to soak up all our pressure and do what they did, catch us on the counter-attack, which they they did it very well. Um, if a team comes to do that and they get a result from it, listen, you can only take, you can only be like, okay, that is what it is. But we had a lot of, we had a lot of chances, I think. We had a lot of the ball as well. Very, very lot of the ball. The second half, if anyone was the second half, I don't think they reached half half what like more than once because we just literally won it back and was on the attack again. But listen, like, like I said, I'm not gonna turn around and say, Oh, it's the ref this, the ref that. But for me, personally, if he sticks with his decision, we walk away four or three winners. Do you know what I mean? But it's, 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 that's the game, it's it's the game of football, it's the game we love, and there's always controversy in football, so yeah, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be football if there was a controversy. Yeah, very true. Uh, George, have you got any questions? Uh, yeah, from what I understand, referee points uh, at the at the centre circle, at the kickoff circle, it's uh, it's a goal. Uh, they don't always blow a whistle or anything like that, but that's uh, that's what my understanding is. But I'm more of an expert at arguing with refs and hand gestures towards Same. them rather than <laughs> I agree. trying to figure out their... <laughs> their, their hand gestures. Um, yeah, obviously, Hobbs, I'm honoured to speak to you in person. Obviously, I was a fan of that video that you made. So, uh, uh, listen, I, I, I appreciate you. You've messaged me. You've messaged me. And listen, I, I, I totally appreciate your comments that you've given me. And it's a pleasure getting being able to actually speak to you personally as well. And all, all the people that have watched it um, and commented and sent like wishes, listen, um, as we always say, we won't be able to do it without you guys. And honestly, I appreciate everything. Like I said, I think I said on the show before, um, just wanted to talk about me and obviously let people have an insight of what I am like, not just as a player, but as I'm as a person. And I think it's come across in the correct way that I wanted it to. Yeah, and it, it's deserved. Um, see, see, Tabrice, it's not just your DMs that I'm that I'm sliding. I'm being, un <laughs> I'm being unfaithful. I'm chatting to everybody. <laughs> don't worry, man. Don't so... worry. Don't worry. Tabrice is all right with that. He's, he's, he's always in. He's always in other people's DMs anyway, so don't feel bad. Dude. It's all right. No, as I, as I said to Hubs, there, there'll be a lot of people. I mean, there was parallels with things that you you said in your interview that 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 hit home that were good uh, to be shared out there in the way that you did it as well. Um, and I've heard obviously a lot about you through people that I know that you're you're obviously playing with and and around the way. I think it's a 
it's an amazing thing this whole vet scene that a lot of people that might have crossed paths or missed crossing paths in the same areas may well be now coming together and kicking ball either with each other the same team or or on opposing teams and again got a shout out to breeze for elevating that yeah don't worry i'm not gonna forget you i'm not taking over your show but anyway hubs let's uh let's have a little interview now no i'm going on, i'm going on. don't <laughs> worry about you Therese is all right man i'm going you got anything to ask it's all right it's not it's not our minutes anyway it's to breeze's so it's cool <laughs> yes <laughs> taking on taking on his credit now what That's i was what gonna do. say is um how long ago were you playing open age football so when how long ago did you make the transition to playing vets was there like a period um, where you played open age and vets or are you doing that now and no, also how so, old because that's i didn't pick that up where, what your age 30, is so 36 is when i so only last year is when i made the transition back in uh, made the transition from um open age to vets football i was playing so i was the captain of uh, SE Thamesmead, uh, and I don't know if anyone knows um, SC. Sorry, SC Sporting Club Thamesmead. I was the captain. I think I was the captain for about two, three years. Um, and you know, football, politics, people talk about your age quite a lot. I think I was thirty-five, down on thirty-six, um, and uh, there was a lot of chatter about my age, about my legs. Um, listen, as I've always said. I look after myself. I feel like I'm quite fit. Uh, try and keep myself in shape as best I can. And at the time, I was one of the fittest players in the team, possibly if not the fittest player in the team. And because of that reason, I then left and went on to Holmesdale. But I just feel like... So last season, before I fully went into vets and started playing, obviously, with my friends... I, I still feel like I could play, even now I feel like I can play at that level, but I don't know, the enjoyment of it kind of went out went out, went out, out of me. Um, yeah. I kind of started losing the passion, the track, like I looked into travelling and stuff like that. I, I was speaking to someone the other day and I think when I was at Holmesdale, we were playing uh, Deal Town. I don't know if you've heard of them. It's, it's They're a non-league team in the uh, Scaffold Prem. Don't get wrong, but they're, they're a good team. They're an established team. Uh, the journey is about two hours there and back. If it's two hours there, two hours back. So as I'm driving to the driving to the game, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, oh, "What's going on here? What am I doing?" So I'm driving, driving, and then it's after the game. I leave, and then I'm driving home. I look at the time, and I think it's about quarter to seven, and I'm not even nowhere near home. And I look and just thought to myself, "I don't enjoy this no more." For me, this this traveling stuff and everything like that. Look, I know people love playing um, Saturday football. And I, love, I know they love playing non-league football, but for me, I was just said the enjoyment's not there for me no more. For me to be making this traveling and not be happy about it, I need to make a decision. And obviously, I was sort of like fluttering between Holliton and Holmesdale at the time, and then um, and then I just made the decision. I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go and commit to Holliton because this is pointless. It's a bit more closer to my house. Um, all my friends play there. Vets, for me, it just Hollington made Vets. sense. Yeah. So it was only last year that I kind of dropped out of open age football. But as you as you're aware, I still kind of play open age football anyway for the Wall FC. Um, no, I wasn't. Aware, so I'm sorry. still. Oh no, yeah. So um, obviously the Wall FC are um, are a YouTube team. So I play for them on a, on a Sunday. 
So Sunday kind of open age, but then on the uh, Saturday I've now committed fully to playing vets football, which okay. I think I mentioned on the show. I, I had no idea how competitive and how good quality it is. Obviously, like I said, I was only playing Saturday, so it just made me think to myself, oh, what? I don't want to go vets yet. I'm not, I'm not ready for that because obviously you think it's a lot of older gentlemen and stuff like that. So then it's only when I started playing, I thought, Oh wow! Actually, listen. You forget how many quality players were about, and listen, your legs might not be out, or your body might not be to do the certain things. But when your brain's still uh, still switched on, mate, you're still a very good player, and you see that on a Saturday. So yeah, it was. It's been a good transition, and I must say, it's, uh, to go from Saturday to now um, Saturday Open Day to now Vets is one of the best decisions I made. I'm I'm really enjoying it, Mark. Passion and drive for, for football now is back. That's that's encouraging. I've got a follow-up question, if you don't mind, Therese. No, I've got a follow-up. <laughs> the follow-up question was going to be about the, the pace and the competitiveness. So mm. it sounds like you're getting your, your competitive fix. You're getting your fix from, from Vets football still. The, comp, yeah. the competitive style sounds like it. I'm not 100% sure. I'm curious about the pace. Everything on on video generally tends to look a bit slow to me, um, and I just wonder whether you're so close to a played open age. Are you coming into vets, walking it, or are people matching you for pace? And particularly you, because you've kept yourself fit. You're the fittest team, fit one of the fittest players at your your previous clubs. Sounds like you've had a little bit of transition period settling in and enjoying where you're at. Has your pace dropped off? Has your fitness level dropped off? And are you being given that kind of competition either within your squad or in the teams you're playing that's testing you for pace as well as tactically? So, on, like, if I'm going to talk about my team, like, you know already the quality of players that we have in our team is it's very high. I just don't know how quick they are. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I no, but it, it, quality, sometimes, but you know what, it's not about, time. you know it is, it's not always about being quick. If you read the game very well, no matter if you have a quick player or someone who's smart or someone who's very fast, you can just take, you can take them out with your, like, with certain positioning and stuff like that. So one thing I found within Vets football is that whether you're fast or you're very rapid, if you're coming up against a player who's intelligent, they will know how to, they will, they will just suss you out very quickly. Uh, one thing I found about Vets football is that um, it is about intelligence. And what I find is a lot of people are able to read the game very well. So you might have someone, let's say, one-on-one. And then in your, you might think, oh, I'm going to beat this person. But then you might do something, they've read it. And then they just step across you or just get their body across you. And that's where you think, just oh, okay, now I need to mix it up and do something a bit different. Um, pace of the game, not really. I don't. There's not a massive, there's not a massive difference in the pace of the game. Obviously, you come up against, well, uh, on, I, I'll say that on um, Sunday, you come up with people that are slightly quicker. So for me personally, I have to adjust my game. Like I used to be a very, I wouldn't say a quick winger, but I was a winger that drove at you constantly. If I ever got the ball out wide, I'll drive you, drive you, drive you. I've now had to adapt my game. Um, I'm not that guy no more. I'm, I try and be more, a bit more cuter about the way I play. Um, I try and find space where there is space. Or I try and find space where you think there might not be space. That's that's the difference with what I've with what I've done with myself. But 
You still play. I would line. say within the vets game, especially in the division that we're in, I feel that it's still fast. I, I believe that it's um, sharp. Um, obviously, you might have one or two players that are not up to pace, but at the same time, that is that is obviously dealt with with players that can obviously still get around the pitch and and do things. But like I said, you might not. You might not be quick at running, but if you're quick upstairs, that covers a lot of that covers up a lot of stuff for you. And uh, Flash Flash Gordon is coming and said vets football is more technical, and and I totally agree. The higher up in the divisions, I'd say from from Div One to like Div Two, they're like te- technically they are very 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 sound. And uh, literally, if you can look at LSU Masters and Charcoal, actually that's the kind of elite side. In the south, regarding vets, they're like you know, um, they're they're kind of um, thought process is like two or three steps from like the average grassroots player, no matter you know if you're vet or like you know, even open age. So, um, yeah, I kind of definitely definitely agree with that. Yes, of course, like that, there's like going to be a bit of drop off in like pace, everyone's going to get slow, uh, but you know, yeah, you know, exactly what wizard was I'm saying. If, you know, um, if you can have that football IQ, which which kind of now comes into play a lot more, then you know, you know, as you know, that's actually when you can tell someone that's played at a decent level and someone that's played at a high level, their football IQ and literally how they move. Yeah, okay. well, I, I I've played like obviously in football, I've played against players that are very quick. Now, as you know, as you just said, charcoal got some players that are quite fast. We've even got players that are still quite quick. But, yeah, I think it is very technical. It's about how you read the game, how you how you manage the game, and just uh, on the ball as well, you find that there's a lot more players that are very good on the ball. Um, and that's because they've had to, again, maybe they've had to adjust their game. But I, I agree with the comment. It's, it, is very, it is very technical. At the same time, it's very tactical as well. So um, one more question, Wizard, because I know I said two minutes and like it's. it's I'm happy. No, listen, I've got, I've got time. I've, I've got time. If you want to, if you want to chat, I've got time. It's cool. Okay, cool. Uh, so Long Lane, um, are we kind of looking at Long Lane as one of the dark horses in the in the league? Um, I, I, I would say so. I, I would say so. Listen, anyone on their day is going to be is going to be a good team. Anyone on their day. Um, Again, tactical tactical comes into it. They they were very tactical. They knew what they were doing. They, like I said, they came with a game plan, and they executed their game plan quite well. Um, it took us a little bit of time to maybe adjust to it, but when we did adjust to it, like I said, we we, we were very we were very good. We were very strong. We just didn't get the result. Um, yeah, listen, can't put anything past anyone on their day. Um, but we'll see what happens when we meet them next time. Cool, cool. Wizard, I'm going to let you go. Let me um, uh, chat to George. Um, and again, thank you so much for like coming on. Uh, and, and yeah. Not a problem, man, anytime. Uh, thank you for having me again. George, listen, absolute pleasure being able to speak to you, mate, and actually get to, obviously it's not physical, but I get to meet you online. Thank you again. T, well done. Keep going, man. Like, it's a pleasure. And I appreciate you giving me a chance to come on again, mate. Thank you, right, bro. Bro. See you soon. Okay, guys. Have a good evening. You too. You too. See you later.
Oh, yeah, that was good pretty, feedback. Yeah, so great. And and you know what, George? I mean, um, so you're like based in Turkey, and I think you are one of the most active users with within the Masters football that I know. Because again, you know, um, you you literally interact with everyone regarding Masters football. Like, what's what's kind of been like the kind of change for you? You know, um, in terms of now getting into into like the game because you because like you've kind of also um been part of a tournament as well which i'd love for you to talk to the viewers about yeah so i okay so i'll tell you about the tournament uh first so the tournament is uh isl cup uh algarve veterans cup that has been going for a few years uh, i think 13 years or something uh, a friend of mine uh called ruben best big shout out to him uh he's based in brighton uh, we used to play together. He's a good friend of mine. He's a baller, absolute baller. I keep sort of telling him, dual signing, come to London uh, and play for someone because he can He can do things. Uh, he's got a crazy, crazy powerful strike. It reminds me of Gerard's one. Um, and yeah, just just a baller that I've, I've wanted him to come to London to kick ball with him, if, they, if that makes sense, previously. Uh, and he said, yeah, they, his team entered a into the tournament Montpellier Villa um, FC and that uh, they needed uh, players I think they were short on players injuries people that had booked their flights and everything and paid their tournament fees and now couldn't go uh, and yeah it took me two minutes to say yeah I'm, I'm in but obviously I was a bit overweight <laughs> and uh, so I went on a sort of mad crazy weight loss mission uh, to make it and uh, hit my target and then went and played I hadn't played so three, three. Last time I played was three years ago on eleven aside. The web will boots a, a charity match at Goodison Park for Liverpool, your team, our team. <laughs> and uh, and I was I was injured, so really all I wanted to do was last the ninety minutes mobile. So there wasn't really much I could do. Um, so previous to that was the last time I played sort of semi pro-ish pro, um, which was in Morocco and Spain. That was twenty fifteen. So I was even like imagining putting on boots and you know the ball either going over my foot or under my foot or stupidness like that. So I was like, I didn't want to start hyping up that I could that I could play. I told them, look, guys, I'll come and try, and uh, but I'm not sure. I haven't kicked the ball apart from seven aside footballing trainers here in Turkey, you know, and it, not a great standard out here. So yeah, went out there, had a whale of a time, undefeated in the group stage, conceded no goals. Um, the gaff had a policy of playing. Uh, if you played a full game, then the next game you were sub. Carried that into the semi-final. So I'd played the previous full game. So I said, there's my excuses going in early. Um, but yeah, we were quite fatigued and, and players were carrying injuries. Um, but I, I loved every minute of it. I got around 10 minutes or something in the in the semi-final. We were one nil down and the opposition basically just uh, shut up shop. Um, yeah, clever, clever lads from Ireland. I can't remember the, the name of the team. I'd have to go back and look at it. Um, but the whole setup was good. They, the the Vets team that won it were like absolute units. Like everyone looked like they just cleared 35 um, on there. And that's who I wanted to play against because obviously always had London in mind. And, you know, the top two divisions of that, of that Vets League, Div 1, Div 2. So it was a shame I didn't get to, to test where I'm at. Um, with them, but I got plenty of um, um, football, including we played a, a Division Three Vets team. So the Division Three of Portugal, 
they have a vet team and it was their ground we were playing on um and yeah terrorized them um and really enjoyed it i felt like the norton days remember the norton days it felt like that it felt like that i couldn't do anything wrong so i i yeah so i really enjoyed it and it, it yeah got me going so that's the tournament and now i'm back in in turkey again this is that was just two weeks ago now and i've got a couple of street dogs that i'm looking to rehome organizing their fostering maybe even taking them over to the uk to for adoption i'm not sure and once i've got them um clear and i, I know that they're secure then i'm flying to uh, to london to join in with a club i don't know who i'm not saying anything uh, i haven't signed or agreed anything with anyone um no one knows if I can even kick a ball like I used to. <laughs> if I was any good, we don't know this at the moment. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be back probably sooner than I, I thought. By November, I'd be back, but it's it's looking like this month is actually a a possibility. So to answer your question about how this all came about, it was literally it's been a year, year and a half or something. When I think we reconnected on on Instagram, and I just. You know me, I'm a geek. So I went straight down to your first Instagram post and went, and I was like, oh, people are playing. Oh, I know him. Oh, they're playing together. And then the the big trigger um, for me was, you know, you know my brother Leroy. So Leroy Griffiths was at, at LSU. Um, I'm nagging my old friends to get fit and stuff and come and play. I'm going to get ready. I'll come and play. And I, my plan was to have come last season. Um, and I was just watching everything and the quality of, of the coverage and and the banter was the big one, like cross club banter in different areas. We never had that, we didn't have, we hardly used mobile phones and stuff when we were kicking ball. So it was like looking at this going, wow, and it's all old friends and there's quality coming through. So quality attracts quality. They bring their friends, either their common legends, you know, that played on their, parks or whatever that are well-known locally, plus pros, ex-pros, semi-pros. So I was looking at that and for a whole year was stewing, right? So got settled in Turkey in the middle of all of this, the relocation, got into Turkish food and then piled on the pounds a little bit. <laughs> but I've, I've, done, I've dropped about seven, seven kilos and I've got a target now in mind for before uh, I come, to, uh, come back to vets, which is why I thought November, I reckon, by November, I'd be a weight that I'd be happy playing, playing at. If if the touch or if the, I don't know, the technical side is, you know, you get paranoid, think you might that might let you down. I thought, well, at least I should be able to run a whole game, you know, or at least try to do that and be effective in in other ways, closing down or whatnot. So don't want to talk too much about the footballing side because who am I anyway <laughs> at the, at the well, moment? But well, I, I mean, okay, so um, and again, like you know. This isn't like a kind of open audition, but what? Uh, so, what position do you? Nah, nah, nah. I'm not getting sucked in. So, okay. this is why I All get right. invited. Uh, All right. Okay. Okay. Now, nah, you know, I'm a, I'm a ten. I'm a, okay. I'm a number ten withdrawn striker type ten. Um, so more of a, a striking ten, withdrawn striker rather than attacking mid. Although you could play there, could play in front of defence, a sort of number six, protecting defence and starting off. Presses. No one ever plays me there. <laughs> so when I was younger, I used to drop to go to that position and then build the attack. And sometimes you finish it off, but that's when you're younger. Um, but what I found out, I guess I found out about myself at this tournament was I'm still, I'm still that guy. I can still, 
I was almost more like a target man hybrid. So I was like a, like a number nine, 10 hybrid. So I'd, I'd go off, be the target man, try and use the body a little bit, use that excess <laughs> weight a little bit on a, on a defender, but then come and link play with, with the wide men, midfielders, turn and face, link, uh, flick ons, like a, a few little, it was nice. I got a few little no look passes through, got a few little for the strikers and stuff. So it was, yeah, it, it's fun. That's that's the position, um, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm like seeing all of this footage. I started obviously following everyone that you were tagging, and then from there watching people's stories and they're tagging other clubs and other friends. And I just went, bah, 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 bah. I just wanted to know everything about the whole Masters football scene, vet scene, whatever your preference is. I know you prefer Masters, so we'll go with that. So it was that thing of you know where's where where am I at? Am I Division Three? lower div two you know it was like it was kind of like that and then obviously mikey then joins lsu um and obviously lsu one of the big clubs that you know feature a lot um rivaling with with charcoal who i didn't know much about in terms of the names but you can already see what kind of setup um they're at and when you sort of look into who the players are and where they've been before you know, it's, uh, it, yeah, you can, you, you get a taste and a feel for them, even if you don't know intimately uh, who they are, like you've never played against them uh, as such. Um, so I just used LSU as my sort of benchmark from what I knew of, of Leroy and obviously what I know of Mikey. But with Mikey, for example, I haven't been back in London. So I haven't been back to play with anyone for years like we're going back before i think the last time i played ball with mikey andy them lot on the common was like 2014 was when i was making my little football comeback so you know how are they now you know i mean mikey looks looks good you know he's been telling he's been giving me lots of information big up mikey michael lambert if everyone wants yeah, to know who he is. Player, everyone knows who mikey is yeah, yeah um, and 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 even that because of your platform he's getting he's been getting some recognition that all of us lot have been seeing in him since young. Mm. I mean, he's not that much. I mean, what he's forty, I think. Yeah, now, yeah. Now just turned forty. You know, so I'm forty six. He's you know, but coming up, he was like the younger, the, the yeah. younger one. You know, and to see him getting recognition at this, at this stage, and he's got a son, baller. His son's a little baller, and for his, you know, his son to see daddy having clips and and being mentioned on on shows. It's a lot that you're doing for people that way. So for me, it's like done me a lot of good seeing my old friends getting uplifted, um, connecting with people that I recognize their faces, but maybe we spoke, maybe we didn't, maybe we crossed bars where we didn't. You know, I, I stayed in Peckham for a little while. I've been in Brixton. I lived in Brixton, all around South. So, you know, people like Lloyd, familiar face, probably played against him or at some point, who knows, you know, Lewisham and Catford boys. I was X 10 MB. So, you know, there could have been cross paths in, in those leagues of Kent County, all of these sorts of things. To me, it's it's exciting. I know it's just Vets football, just Master football. But for me, personally, it's it's exciting. There's still man kicking ball, fit, technically capable, smart, and they're all competing against each other. You know, I mean, the private WhatsApp chats that, that I'm having with friends is obviously different to this, but I'll be honest with you, I'm like in there going, they're having too much fun. I want to go spoil it for them. <laughs> so it's like, I, I mean, it's like, no, this isn't allowed. You can't be doing this. So there's like evil part of me that wants to play against people that I know. 
and hurt their feelings. And then there's the other part of me that's like, wouldn't it be amazing to um, to play with with your boys? You know, obviously things are changing. I know that you know certain players aren't where they were before, and obviously with vets, people move um, real real quick. So I don't know what to expect when I do come. Um, but when I do, it will be a case of go and watch and participate in training sessions um, with the clubs. I'm not going with, I guess, emotional loyalty because I'm a cold bastard. Like, oh, sorry, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, sorry, cool. that's, like, you could beep that out. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the, the people that first approached and first said, yeah, we'd be, we'd love to have you type of thing. And the idea will be I'll go there, train, see if I'm a, I'm a good fit in their eyes and, and, and with me. And then if that works out, then that's that's where I'm committing and then I'll roll, roll from there. If it doesn't, it's all love and then go training session with the um, the next person. But I'm literally changing my entire life. Well, it's not like a drastic thing, but I'm making I'm coming back to England for the season, specifically for the football season. So although I've missed the beginning of it this time, the plan is that year on year I'm back by September for the start of the season, if a club's cool with me missing out on, on their preseason. And then I'm um, back in England once um, the season ends, which is for Master Football around March, possibly April if you're in cup competition. So maybe I should just say April, let's say, end of <laughs> April, you know, because I'm a few cup finals. You cannot, you cannot be aiming for some cup finals, you know, if you're going to come and play. But yeah, so that's that's it. I don't know if I've just given you the longest answer to what you play. <laughs> no, you know, you know me when I get waffling. <laughs> so literally, uh, I've had comments here. So um, AJ's coming and said, is John Drake's older brother? That's, that's you know, you actually do look like, you know, I don't actually realise what you do. <laughs> I've, I've, bro, I've had that. I've had that out here. That's I've had people come up to me and go, yep. Yo, are you Drake? Are you Drake's brother? Like these <laughs> Turkish guys. And I'm like, yeah, just get on the pitch and now we see who Drake is. <laughs> so, um, LSU Master says, uh, big shout to George, his LSU. Uh, okay. You know what? Let's, you know, let's not say nothing. <laughs> let's not say nothing. Because um, we will also talk, George, about a few I've things. i got to give the, the love to LSU. Big fan. And um, Flash Gordon says, uh, Vets football is big, not just football, which is absolutely true. Who's, who's Flash Gordon? Who knows? Like, people, oh, can no, put, okay. you know, people can put alias names here. I have no idea who... Uh, is it is it this smudge guy that's got a million aliases and just comes you on know, your channel? You know, it, it, I mean, it could be him. <laughs> like, it could be him. But, um, but, you know, yeah, probably kind of tagging, tagging on to Vets, Vets football, you know, it's kind of modern football and and um, we we did well. We we had a conversation um, on this channel. Uh, it was about a year and a half ago now, possibly. Maybe. Yeah. And um, I think it's something that we should probably redo again. And your story, anyway, is absolutely it's just incredible. And um, without talking too much about it, you know, um, your mental health was was tested your physical health you kind of openly said me hey like you know i had to i had to really kind of buckle down and, and whatnot um how how has sport just kind of helped you in your journey of life yeah massively to there's going to be a, a few people in here 
I can see from the chats that won't well, have a clue who this guy is. Um, no. But, you know, <laughs> I, think, I don't know who it was that calls me a, I think Shug's called me a, the original roadman type of thing. So, <laughs> so I've been, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty low. I've been homeless. I've been uh, massively overweight. I've done the depression thing. I've done like injuries and like almost addiction to painkillers that don't work. And I've done all kinds of situations at different points in life. Um, when I was younger, I think I, I left home at 17 straight onto the street. So as in not on friend sofas, street. So um, that was sleeping on benches and things like that. But I came, I, I was a sport person. So although most of my friends smoked and whatever, um, I was cool with the smell but no one ever peer pressured me into smoking weed or doing anything it was like oh no he plays ball uh, back then i was playing basketball and football and um, no interest in smoking or alcohol or anything like that it was just play 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 and eating i ate like a monster a skinny little guy you wouldn't have thought but um, <laughs> but yeah that was that was just me so sport uh, prevented me from using um, other situations or other possibilities, like alcohol or whatever, to numb things down or to get to sleep quicker. So, you know, I'd be sleeping on a bench and just, you know, it makes sense looking back now because back then I wasn't a drinker, so I had no idea. But not that I'm saying that I'm a big drinker now, but, um, you know, it would have made complete sense to to try and grab some beers or whatever else and just like nullify yourself so that you can pass out and get through through the night you know um but sport is what what kept that you know i don't know if there's any people from battersea um uh, from here but you know i grew up playing football in battersea park and around clapham common as well made a transition later on but i used to teach basketball at the adventure playground and when that closed i'd sleep there when it, when they shut the the park down i'd go and find somewhere to uh to actually sleep there back then so so yeah um Having the only reason to even mention being 17, we're talking master football, um, is because that was the great, I hit rock bottom, if you call it that. Yeah, that's as low as you could. Well, I'm sure there's lots of other traumas that people go through that you can describe as hitting lows. But for me, that, you know, uh, what's the end? The, the floor is having nowhere to go. Right. So that then influence my attitude to risk in life in general. So when I talk about attitude to risk, I talk about t taking opportunities. You could talk about all other things, but actually going for stuff, going for dreams that are unrealistic, doing mad things, or you're traveling here, you don't even know whether you've got security or, I did all of that. And when I made my sort of different comebacks to football at different stages in life, um, I didn't have, I didn't, it wasn't that I felt like I had nothing to lose. I just knew what, how, where the floor was. And I've been there and I'm not scared of it. So I'm not scared of following a dream and wasting every last penny of resources and still not knowing what will happen tomorrow to go for it. So not a lot of people know, and maybe you don't even know, <laughs> maybe I, I haven't told you this, but when I, when I went back to, the last time I went back to playing semi-pro and whatnot, um, fit as hell, managed to, I blew all my money on, on, on fitness, on living the life of an athlete in order to make the trials in Spain and, and Morocco. But at, at points in during that, I was sleeping in a, a rental car 
And then when the money ran out for the rental car, because I didn't have an apartment anymore, I was stuck. I was literally stuck. The only good thing was that those two countries aren't freezing cold. So man was with full sports bags, with my rollers and all my trainers and football boots and everything else, not knowing where to go next. You know, I did literally like down to the penny. I, but at any time I could have just, right, stop, come back to London, get back to work and, and rebuild life again. And I wasn't having it. I was like, I'm going to take this comeback dream as far as it will go. I'm not going to quit on it. It has to be actually taken away from me. So, you know, you, you watch, I don't know, people into people like, you know, E.T., you know, you know, motivational speaker, E.T., the hip hop oh, okay. um, preacher, Eric, Eric Thomas, Eric people Thomas. like that. I was like listening to all of those and they're like, you know, you want it as bad as you want to breathe and all of those things. And I was literally feeding all of that to my head and every day, like just go, no, this is, it's not enough. Am I breathing? Am I still walking? Yeah. So why give up? Stay. You know, it, I, it's got to be taken away from me. So I, I did all of that because of sport. You know, I, I got healthy, trained and went for dreams that are ridiculous to go for, supposedly, because of sport. You know, and, and that was it. That was what made me go for it. And then, you know, that filters over and transitions over to other parts of life. So that's where people that know me from when I went to Harvard and worked in sport and in the pro game in different ways won't understand or even believe that that's where I came from. It doesn't correlate. So those aren't conversations I would have with them. They wouldn't get it. They don't know me. It would just like mess with their their visions of me, maybe attach stigmas or whatever. So all of that from being sleeping in a car to then eating um, dry old pizza because I had a little agreement with the lady in a shop that instead of throwing away the old pizza slice and stuff, give it to me because I didn't have anything. And she'd watch me training every day. So we got that relationship. Because I'd asked for food, she then let me sleep on the floor of a studio she was renting to a friend. And, and every day still training, eating absolute crap and everything else to make it to trials. And then I got into trials and then the rest is history. Fourth division in Spain, second division Morocco, and a trial at the first division, which, you know, and then the injury, blah, blah, blah. So we won't go into, it's what, 50 minutes in, we won't go into all of it. But sport the, or the motivation or the love for the game is what made me push and, and go from that. But that initial experience of homelessness right from at, at such a young age, it removed the fear of what happens if you fail. So your version, not, not saying you, but it, somebody's version of the end mm -hmm. may be here. Mine may well be back here because I had an unfortunate experience. So would I have rather not had that experience? Yes. Right. Did that experience serve me in certain ways or change my attitude? Yes. So there's pros and cons. There's one thing having a, a, a childhood where you're supported and you, know, you, you don't have these traumatic experiences and, and whatnot, and you still you do well in whatever it is you want to do. And then there's another thing where you've come from traumatic situations and recovered and, and come through. Who's to say I would, would have? I could have gone any route from, from that trauma perspective. 
what can I put it down to? Are you going to put it down to you? Maybe it's just the kid in me that I just love the, this round thing you kick around. <laughs> you yeah, I mean? yeah. and you know, I and, and you know, like, um, because again, please, I'm literally going to put the link into our first conversation, and it's and it's um really it interesting how how like, but you know, um, I think this is a good, a good, I'd say, second version, or literally, I'll say, um, hyping, hyping our interview, uh, our kind of conversation before, because certain things that you've said now, and I can't remember if you know if I said it in the, you know, in our first conversation. Because you hit, you know, rock bottom or, you know, you were homeless. So from that situation and you and you briefly spoke about Harvard and literally, I know that you're very modest and like you don't want to talk about like, the stuff that you're doing now. Um, but talking to certain CEOs, talking to certain brands, talking to certain influential people like worlds, worldwide like not just you know um national world um everything else that that you suffered it was probably almost a piece of cake for you yeah yeah it's yeah i think is it present in my mind all the time no um was it present in extreme moments yeah so when when the the proverbial hits the fan um it, it it comes out you're aware of how far or where you were you know uh, when things get difficult or pressurized um in terms of the work or the profession uh, side of things and and where i've what i where i've been lucky to work and who i've been lucky to work with and and count as a network developers a network obviously they don't know where i came from or not gonna go high i was homeless who the hell? I mean, it's, it just doesn't. That doesn't happen. But it. I think it's part. Of, it's part of who I am, I guess, or where I came from. And that makeup is, I guess, part of your mix, your personality mix. And it's, it goes back to what people say. You know, real recognize real. Blah blah blah. So if you're able to talk at a certain level with certain people, without it being forced, without it being a presentation, you know. And um, it's easy to to meet an idol or somebody famous, iconic, and then suddenly speak with a voice you don't normally speak with. You know, it's easy to fall into that um, in the face of someone that you're in awe of. You know, so we all, I guess, sometimes do that, that as, a, as a persona. But I think, I think it boils down to not giving up, flying. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and that come maybe comes from that. You know, it's, it's yeah. If I've got the opportunity to speak to you, whether you're famous or not, or CEO or whatever, whatever organization, if we've got things in common, we've got things in common. But I'm not afraid to get hold of that person and 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 speak to them. And go, hey, come here, let's do this, or just yeah. sit in. And generally, what I'm doing is, you know, not to start blowing the trumpet but generally whatever i'm involved in involves assisting or helping someone else or something else or so it's 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 always it's not like i've gone hey can you you know let, let me a fiver you're famous <laughs> just it is it's been there's been a good context to it a healthy reason for um having those conversations it's amazing and you know would it help to mention would it help that they know where i come nah i you, you, you know, I, so. you know, 
I think we should go and do. I think we should have another conversation. I think um, we have to set this up in the next couple of weeks. We will we will like talk again. And you know, I'm gonna literally put a link uh, in this description or anyone that's literally on on the amateur football YouTube channel. Just just uh, just type in. I think it's called Veteran Rookie. I believe, <laughs> <laughs> I believe the title. Yeah, that was the little nickname. Yeah, yeah. Do you know um, why that came about? Why it was called Veteran Rookie? It's so it's so cheesy. I've got to not swear on your program, <laughs> but. It, it was so cheesy, but it was uh, my best friend in secondary school, a guy called Darren Williams. And when I was in the middle of this whole comeback thing, um, I got injured and he left his family, three kids. His wife said, go help your friend to make sure I didn't give up. I left his family and come and spent like two weeks with me. Um, I was in Tenerife at the time. I had a, an apartment um, there that was limited time um, for. And he came and did it and he said to me when he went you're going to do this because you're go you're coming at it from a different path you're not a player that's had a long career and their legs are wasted in their 30s and now they're, they're coming to the end of their career you're coming from a different path and that's where the the veteran rookie so you're coming in as a rookie veteran just it was like that and and there's a movie called the rookie i think with not Kevin Costner, this other guy. Ah, oh, I've forgotten what his name is. Nicholas Cage? Uh, it's around baseball. Epic, epic, epic know. movie. I'll have to remember the line and I'll tell you. I'll send you a link for that. But if anyone knows that movie, massively in inspirational. Massively cool. inspirational. No, yeah, we, we will, we will, um, we will actually ha have a conversation. We will have, yeah, so. Cool. Say, yeah, let's not talk about your story because we will literally relive it again. Um, uh, but again, um, Mike is coming. Uh, good evening, fellas. Wow, we've got two legends on the show. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Mikey, you got a shout out, Mikey. You're going to have to watch the replay. You got a little shout out. Yeah, and you know what? I, I always talk about his goal in the friendly. He slapped in the... It's probably the... Oh, it, was, it was annoying. It was so annoying because... I, like just tell him common things. It's just every day on the common for Mikey. Oh, it was just... Oh, it was really, really, really annoying. But um, but yeah, big, big, big shout out, and and Mr. Cass, uh, what a story, big Mr. Cassa. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, we will be talking about his story later, and um, John Jones has kind of come in and said, "Where is JB?" So at the uh, beginning of the show, um, um, there's kind of again, literally, um, I don't want to talk too much, but the only thing that I can say is uh thoughts go out to jb's family and jb himself as well and um yeah we will be uh well yeah i will be getting jb on um very 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 soon but um she today just wasn't the day yeah john i'm i'm jb's uh substitute I'm, to, I'm, do, I'm doing my best to fill a gap but big shoes to fill out here <laughs> so um uh, let's so let's talk about, without talking too much about- I smell about, a stitch up. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no stitch up at all. Mm -hmm. um, the future of Sunday league football and the future of masters football. Um, you know, um, when there's certain, actually no, no, let's, leave, let, let's not beat around the bush. Um, Coach Barry, founder of Independent, uh, 
he 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 like texts both of us actually um, about the situation that he's facing at mm. Norbury. Um, Stephen Gray. Steve Gray is the CEO, but oh. the the new manager, I believe, the new gym manager at Nuffield Health at Norbury, gave. I believe gave a, the new contract to uh, Barry to Independent, and at the same time gave him thirty day notice. So it's like, here's your new contract. And by the way, 30, the th I'm triggering the thirty day notice. It's so six years of peaceful enjoyment of the facility, let's say, with a club that's doing a lot of important community work in that area and wider areas, just you've got 30 days to relocate a community club project. Uh, you know, you just do that without any kind of dialogue. Now I'm on the outside, so I haven't had the conversations. I don't know what led to this. I don't know what Nuffield's, um, this manager's um, agenda is or what they're looking to replace it with. But you know, most of the time it's financial interests or other other potential interests. So Steve Gray, who's the CEO, um, quite a popular um, um, person. I've seen him online. I've seen certain hospitals being presented with awards and, and things like that. So seems a very charismatic and popular figure. So he's being mentioned, obviously, because he's the top of the tree. So making this, getting people um, to sign the petition that's out there, we both shared um, to get people to to write uh, to them. I believe even a couple of local councillors or MPs have perhaps I think maybe have written to Nuffield. I'm not sure, um, but certainly the, this immediate 30 day notice thing has to be paused, and there needs to be some room for for dialogue to deal with what the positions are, but what the interests are. So what has led Nuffield or this gym manager, we can demonize him, you know, you can demonize him and then that alienates and, and freezes potential conversations. Yeah, definitely. But you need to understand, not his, his position is clear. You're gone in 30 days, right? Um, but what are his interests and what are Nuffield Health's interests and that site's in, interests? Obviously, Nuffield Health Group will have an umbrella of interests, let's say, and most of it will all be positive towards the uh, the brand and its operation, its revenue, whatever. But then the local sites operate under that and they'll have their own interests locally. So are they wanting that because they're setting something up? Are they, what are the reasons without having the, the Q and A possibility, you know, you're, you're not going to get to that. And then you won't know whether independent can feed into their interests and find ways of um, interacting in a way that satisfies them furthest to keep them at that site, let's say. So having this notice being given should be seen as the trigger for a dispute. And in, in my, well, my profession, disputes is what we live off. The disputes is the only time you get to really understand or you have the opportunity to understand each other depending on your capacity to understand each other and your will to get through. But if you don't have a dispute, you'll never discover what their true position is, what their interests are. So you don't know how you can serve your own if you don't know where they're at. 
this dispute potentially, especially with everybody getting behind it, they'll be big enough to sort of, all right, this is negative noise, but we need to deal with it. You know, they're not going to, generally people don't get all butthurt over a petition being signed, you know, unless you're naming and saying someone in particular is the bad guy, right? So obviously Steve being the, the CEO, this should come up on his radar um, very soon. Um, obviously it's been mentioned in LinkedIn, um, mentioning his brand. So their social media um, people will pick up on this and that will be thrown up the uh, up the chain, land on someone's desk, you know, to be dealt with. So hopefully Barry and Independent will be invited in to have some conversations about this. And maybe this chap who's new isn't so aware of exactly what the weight of what Barry's work is in, in the community. And if they are, if they are community minded, well, you've got two organizations that are in the same area serving those specific communities and wider. And until they understand, you know, who Barry is and just how much that club has done and is doing, you know, then perhaps you can't say that they're making that decision knowing exactly what they're doing. They may not be aware of the negative impact or how big a negative impact that would be. You know, yeah. what, they're, what they may be aware of now is how negative um, they're, looking, <laughs> they're looking right now for taking um, this action, but it could potentially be reversed really quickly without egos being totally burnt or reputations being, you know, demonized and annihilated. But they have to know if they're watching, you know, if you carry on like this, I'm flying in and uh, I've got nothing to lose. You know, me, I don't mind being homeless. Or I don't know. No, I'm coming to knock on your door. No, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm kidding. This is George Lister. That, that's literally what he does without saying too much. Again, that's, that's the influence and literally that's the, that's the power that he, that he has. So again, big, big shout out to you. And, uh, uh, Barry, uh, culture and Barry's has come and said George is a very special individual with very shot. special deeds Barry you know this <laughs> and um, John Jones has come in and said great show as always thank you thank you so much uh, Mikey's come and said man like Wiz 100% like Wizard is, a, is, a, is an amazing player so and again thank you to like Chris coming on to actually talk about LSU Masters and um, Mikey's come in and said George is an absolute legend 100% and George Jones is big up to you, George. And again, yes, guys, don't know you, but big up, my friend. Again, please, um, anyone that's kind of watching this, um, George is a you know is a very active member um, on and offline. And you know, if you kind of don't know George, you will get to know him real, 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 real soon because again, he um, he's um, literally got a way of just kind of connecting people together, uh, and you know. Like, He's literally just not afraid to talk to anyone and and he's kind of there. And you know, again, like just certain things are kind of are like now clicking because every time I have a show, you are always again, you are always DMing me, you're always WhatsApping me, and you know, there's kind of certain things where I'm always man marking you, bro. That's you're always man marking me. <laughs> which is which is, you know, and and uh and yeah, like honestly, big, 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 big shout out to you. Um and and yeah, actually, um let's Let's kind of quickly talk about, and um, I don't know how much 
how much um, inside knowledge you do have, but you've probably got something. Uh, but World Cup happening in Qatar. Uh, I know we're probably going off off pitch a little bit, but yeah. Do Do you know why the World Cup was you know got given to Qatar and and like now the kind of um, the kind of uh, issues that the Premier League are having now with players going and whatnot? Like, have you kind of got any insights for us? I I sort of disconnected from it at the bid stage when the rumours were going around that, you know, this was already paid for. None of it was really surprising because this was all in and around the time of the disclosures around FIFA's corruption and the, the change of um, of management. So, or change of president, let's say. So from the point of the changeover, the presidential change, I was probably interested in it for about five minutes and it was not to get all political about it, it was very much the same as when this new Labour leader came in, Keir Stammer. I looked at it and I went, no, and, dis and just disengaged. So where Qatar was concerned, it was very much, whether it's Qatar or anyone else, okay, it, it doesn't actually matter. You've got the same situation going on, the same self-serving situation and the same communications management situation. And much... You know, they say football reflects society. How many of us actually know how to change anything? I actually know each step to affect the change you want. None. It's like that. It's designed that way. So you're going to get hyped up for, what, five minutes? And then forget about it and get on with your day. Maybe, maybe it'll last a bit longer. Maybe it'll be ruined through. But what are you going to do about anything that, that you don't have a process that you can actually follow? that you know there's an end result to. Nothing. So that's the bit that people find difficult to stomach and accept because we can create change. We can come together. Yes, we all want to believe that, that we can. And there are plenty of examples of that happening. So I don't want to be super cynical because then there's always going to be that counter argument. So I'll feed both. <laughs> it's... I look at it and I go, they're going to do what they want because they're too far away for anyone to really touch them unless there's sig significant influence and interest in a governing body or an intervening agency like you saw with F FBI, I think it was, that, that came in and they cross-agency collaborations. But that's, we're talking at a, a criminal sort of level. What can we actually do to uh, to change anything about Qatar? Well, Qatar, it, if we didn't do anything at the beginning when Qatar got it, this outcome now would still be the case. There would still be suddenly it's a, it's an, it's brought up the agenda because certain people of influence have brought it up, but back then, not really. You know, so. What, does, what, have I, what have I just answered? I've basically just answered, I lost interest right at the very <laughs> beginning of the situation. But my only involvement, funnily enough, was to do with the stadiums and with the turf. So um, I consulted to the career and, uh, and work of a guy called John Ledwidge, who's the head groundsman, director of grounds now at Leicester City Football Club. And part part of that early stage development had a, a target of consulting to the stadiums and the turf at, um, at Qatar. And he actually went out there on a stadium tour of all of the, the pitches. 
don't know because I haven't had a, a proper conversation with him about how far he got or what his opinion was on the stadiums themselves, but he will have an intimate um, knowledge of their construction, their maintenance, their everything, the entire delivery. Um, you know, what that man doesn't know about stadiums and turf and how big and small the grass is and what happens underneath and when, you know, isn't, isn't worth knowing. Um, so if that was something that you needed information on for I don't know, future shows, if you had a Qatar feature, I could maybe get some information from there. I've got a really good network in the pro game, including in and around the governing bodies, can have a conversation. Am I personally interested? I hate to say it. No, I'm, I'm actually bored by the whole thing. But you know my attitude towards modern football is yeah. not that great. So I don't care. I'm not trying to get a job in football anymore. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, it, I just look at, at something and I look at, can is there a process in place that anyone or the people can um, affect a change? Up to what point? Um, and what can you do? What can people do? Make noise, you know, and the more organized they are in making noise, the better towards highlighting an issue. But then if you're the one in control of the issue, you just pivot according to what the communications are saying. And if that means you sacrifice someone or something or make some concessions, or you wait and let the storm die down, you know, what happens after people sign a whole bunch of petitions? Mm. Sure. You know, someone's got to move it. Someone's got to put it in someone's face. Someone's got to lobby for support. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I brought the downer on your show at the no, end. No, like, we have to talk about this. So, Coach, Coach Brown's come in and said, George is the most academic baller I know, which is, yeah, which is which is probably true. Um, I'm actually thinking of a few, but I think you, 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 you are definitely up there. And uh, Coach Barry, as I said, ask George about Monday night indoor football. <laughs> so, um, if you've never played football with a felt ball on indoor <laughs> wood surfaces, yeah, with benches with benches yeah. as the goal, you've yeah, not lived. You've not lived football. You've, you've not, not lived. You've not lived. Not lived. Yeah. Monday nights, is... they call me. They used to call me Futsal George. Big up Ray. You know, Ray was the manager of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Independent. Um, he used to. He was one of the people there that witnessed the the terrorizing my my not so nice side in football just mouth if i waffle on now you imagine me on the park it's, no, the guy shit. just doesn't shut up so annoying so annoying i've been warning i've been warning clubs i said you don't you know i've been saying it up front you know, it's, I mean, i'm that guy i'm that guy you, you know, know the, who's the moaner in the team george who's the one that talks the most george who's the worst hairstyle or whatever yeah that's that will be yeah. <laughs> and 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 like you know what and um it's actually funny because when like we used to play for like Norton you was the most frustrating player um and you know I still remember there was a there was an incident where I think the um, opposition had a corner and uh, literally I think we were one nil down or two one or something and the and the kind of opposition team had a corner and someone headed it and we were on a break it was like three against one and I don't know if you it was it was near Rains Park. Um, I want to, yeah, it was near Rains Park. It's kind of, it kind of wasn't at the Rains Park pitch. It was, it was, it, it was further along anyway. I don't know if, well, you like, I don't think you would remember, but I still remember it to, to this day. So you had the ball and we, and we were on a break. And I ran from our own box and I was 
and I was keeping up with you and I was running and it was three against one and you was on the right wing and it was me and I don't know who else was there. I, but there was about I'm left footed. What was I doing on the right wing? And it doesn't matter what you were doing on the right, but you were there. And, and you know, that was the most, you, you know what? It makes sense now. It makes sense. So you was on the right. The only thing that you had to do was just lay the ball across and either myself or someone else was literally going to have a tap in. You yeah, but if it's in. you, it's different. No, but you know what? You came in on your left foot and you shot and you shot over. And oh. I was giving you, I was effing them black. You see, I don't know if you even remember, but like you, like I still remember, like you, you kind of had a bit of a smile and I was effing them blinding and people were effing them blinding. You didn't really kind of care in a kind of funny way. I don't know if you remember it, but I remember even to this day, I swear down to you. If I if I was if I was smiling while you were losing your shit, then yeah, that, that sounds a little bit like me. <laughs> because, <laughs> see, here's the thing that people you've been like you've I've watched the, or probably all of your all of your shows and people speaking about you, you speaking about yourself. And one thing that never comes up, one thing that never comes up is the one thing that I loved when you played. The best way to get the best out of you is like when you're pissed off, when you'd get angry. And it would drive me up the wall how long it would take you to switch that, to, to switch to that guy, to that animal, right? It would drive me mad because when you did, you went on them mad soul Campbell runs, yeah. like the mad soul Campbell, take everyone on. You'd like, you'd take, take the ball, take the player, three other players, you, you steamroll people, but I'd have to get you angry. So if I saw you angry, it makes, even though I don't remember the incident, I mean, me kicking the ball over, I'm not sure that. You know, <laughs> you sure that was no, just, yeah. yeah, but uh, if if it was you losing your shit, I've probably had that little bit of sadness, right, Tabriz is going to play football now, type of thing. So for me, I don't know why no one's ever picked up on it or whether you just now in your old age, you just don't get angry no more or anything, but it would take someone to foul you or the ref to give you a, a really bad decision, or someone to do something to you, and then you go revenge mode. And then, well, as soon as he's angry, everything comes off. I don't know what it was. It was like sleeping giant. You come there, want to be nice to everyone. You know what? That's George, man. Like you. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. You told you, you shouldn't have had me on the show longer than thirty minutes. I told you, yeah. longer than thirty minutes, it's gonna go yeah. wrong. You know what? I'm. Um... Wow. Oh yeah. yeah, listen, I'm I'm not gonna lie to the audience who's watching. That's that's absolutely right. Uh and um the best way to manage you is to piss you off in the dressing room. <laughs> I mean, someone's yeah. gotta piss you off in the dressing room and you've got to come out angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, you know, okay, all right. Well, uh George, thank you so much for <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, literally, um, where can people find you? Oh, well, well, actually, I mean, yeah, on like, Instagram. You can find me in Tabrice's DMs at any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's at George.Lister or George underscore Lister if, uh, if it's Twitter. Generally, I'm on LinkedIn, so I normally use LinkedIn for um, for work, but I do have a Facebook profile with some pieces like that. Um, most of the time, it's talking about dogs. Um, 
street dogs and stuff. So it's not exactly the most exciting um, um, profile. Um, but yeah, anyone wants to to contact for whatever reason, then then yeah. But I'll be the plan is to come to London soon, and uh, yeah, I'll be coming to to train with a popular club that has different teams in different divisions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and then we'll see. And then we'll see. No, brilliant, brilliant. And you know, please... you need to end this before Coach Barry comes in with some Jedi mind. I mean. Well, um, guys, please um, go and follow. Well, not just follow, but just kind of DM George. He, nah, he, he, he will just I'm good if it. you don't follow me. I'm good. Just follow the yeah. grease. We're, we're good. We're good. You're only going to get waffle out of me, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chris, the Wizard Hub, said a great show. Big up to Greece and George. I uh, know. Uh, yeah, Chris. Coming on. I'll see um, you play soon, my man. Yeah. I'll come and, see you play. Yeah. And you know what? Big, big shout out to, to like you, George. Um, I literally you know, message you last minute, actually last minute. So um again, thank you for kind of coming on and, and like being an amazing, you know, guest. And you know, yeah, we will we will kind of go like back and um and um and like yeah kind of revisit all our or can actually talk about things that that were touched upon in our first conversation. Common and, ballers, I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Oh dear, and um, so I said, John is uh, to sorry, John is to Breeze signing for sorry, come and read. John is to Breeze signing you to Catford. How do you play for Catford? Um, actually, you know, nah, I think yeah. he's asking maybe the John Jones guy. John Jones he's asking is John if you're unless FS dot S. You think my name's John? Nah, <laughs> or yeah. you're autocorrect. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, John, John Jones. Who's that? Do you know who that is? Um, I have no idea. Like, okay, so, hey, but uh, yeah, actually, you know, soon you might soon have to look in the chat because maybe there's been some chat and comments and stuff that we've missed. Yeah, I, I think someone said, um, uh, uh, yeah, someone asked Flash Gordon said, um, who do I play for? So I like play for Catford Wanderers. So I'm not too sure if that was. I'm not too sure, but hey, yeah, I'm uh, just looking uh, at the comments. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he's asking about John Jones. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, oh, who do you play for, Tabriz? Catford. Yeah, Catford. Catford. Catford Wanderers, Division Two, top of the league. Yeah. So, is, so, so he's asking, is John Jones being signed to Catford? You've I no don't idea. know. Who John Jones is. There you go. So, hey. Well, FS.S definitely knows who John Jones is. I know. <laughs> I know. See. These, you know, these kind of little in-house conversations, that's kind of literally what I love. But honestly, George, thank you yeah. so much for like, um, for, like coming Likewise. on and, and actually filling I'll, in. I'll let you sign off, but I just want to say peace, respect and, you know, all the best to, to JB. Definitely want to finish on that. Yeah, definitely. 100%. 100%. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I'm just going to just yeah, end it right here again. Uh, please like and subscribe. Um, it does me, and well, not, not, not does me, but there's a platform, honestly, like, like the more people know, like, about the platform, um, but like, you know, better, but better it becomes. So again, please like and subscribe and comment and yeah, we will see you next week, Sunday, eight o'clock.